When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here. We're back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. Very excited because today we have Kyle Harkness, the VP of Marketing for UPS Capital. We'll tell you more about UPS Capital. And yes, it is part of the UPS that we all know and love, but we're going to find out specifically what they do and how that's important to your business. But before we get into that, a couple of quick announcements. And if you've heard the show, you know what's coming up. We, If you've got some uh, great stories that you want to share with us, or you've got a question that you want to ask related to customer service and experience, make sure you reach out on all the social channels. And if it is a question, use the hashtag Ask Shep. I'll answer the questions right there. I'll answer them perhaps on this podcast in my newsletter or my TV show, which is Be Amazing or Go Home, which can be found on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Roku, C-Suite TV. And you can get episodes at this website, beamazing.tv. There we go. I'm stuttering over myself. It's okay. It's been a great day today. Beamazing.tv. All right, so let's jump right into it. We have a great interview, and Kyle Harkness, as I mentioned, is the VP of Marketing. He has been with UPS since 1999, just before the world was supposed to collapse with Y2K. But we're all still here, and he's here, and he's been all over the world, and he has been involved with the digital transformation of UPS Capital, UPS Domestic, the go-to market. And we are talking to him today about how we can bring a better experience in to our customers, especially as we head into the holiday season. Kyle, welcome to the show. Thanks, Shep. Thank you for having me. Really, really excited to be here. Me too. So we're heading into the holiday season and many of our people listening, they're in the type of business that might ship something to a customer. And uh, I think uh, I read a great stat here that, well, we're all worried as consumers, as customers, is the package going to show up? Is it going to show up on time? And there's lots of reasons that are way outside of the business's um, ability and capability to control. Uh, I know Kyle, in my notes, I hear we're going to talk about inflation, how that's impacting uh, the customer experience and what they're willing to spend. We're going to talk about how do we make sure, and, and I, I love the term porch pirates that steal from your porch. Uh, I don't care if you've got a picture of the package leaning up against your doorstep. If by the time you get there, the package is gone, what do you do about it? And uh, there's all kinds of interesting things that are happening, supply chain issues uh, with all of those boats, cargo ships that are holding on to all those containers that can't drop them off uh, in their ports. That's impacting the experience. So, Kyle, where do you want to start? Yeah, well, we've got to hit on all of that. Somehow we've got to take 20, 25 minutes and actually hit on every one of those things because, you know, as we unpack all of that that you just said, we're going to see there is tremendous connection 
in this UPS capital insurance solution to businesses, the merchants uh, selling uh, out there in e-commerce or wherever they're selling, and their customers all driving a better customer experience. So somehow we've got to we've got to hit um, all of those topics, Chef. Let me. Uh, I first want to just put out there a little bit about UPS Capital because uh, first, as you noted, we are fully owned by UPS. Um, but we, uh, what we offer to the market, and, and we do mostly serve SMBs. So think about, you know, kind of smaller, medium, like businesses with a couple million of, of turnover up to 50 some odd million dollars. That's kind of our core customer. Um, really excited to note that we're increasingly um, putting out solutions that make a lot more sense for like micro businesses, startups. Uh, it could be a, a business that's just shipping and selling a few things on, um, you know, on their web shop. But we serve insurance to those businesses for their supply chain needs. Um, and really interesting, and I think something that catches a lot of people off guard is in serving that customer, um, although we are fully owned by UPS, we know that to truly serve them on their distribution and fulfillment needs when something goes wrong, we also ensure non-UPS shipments. So if you're starting out out there or you may, you're, you're into your business and you found that you know, you love using UPS, but sometimes you need to use the post office or some other carrier, you know, we do ensure those, those shipments as well. So this is all about acknowledging a really long, long-term issue, which is that to the best of everybody's efforts, all of these world-class carriers, some things do go wrong after the shipment's been shipped. And that's hurting increasingly the SMBs that are, that are shipping and it's really impacting the customer serve, customer experience for those customers they're trying to serve. All right. So, and for those listening, obviously we've gone to one of the most recognizable brands on the planet, and we've got a very high level executive. We understand what UPS Capital does. Yes, insurance uh, of what you're sending out, but we're going to be getting into some really important topics that even though we know UPS Capital can support them, this is why we're listening to Kyle and his expertise, because we we need to understand as a business, um, you know, hey, and I'm a small business and you think, well, I don't really do much in the world of e-commerce, but wait a minute, we're shipping books out every day to clients. Um, that is, I mean, I don't know of one company, if you're selling something other than true consulting services, I guess at that point, the only insurance you need is flight insurance to make sure your airplane gets you to the client's office <laughs> in time. Otherwise, most of us sell a product of some kind. So anyway, um, as, uh, well, let's see. So let's, let's talk about the problems that customers are going to have, um, short-term and ideally they're going to go away long-term, but there some are going to stay here that we need to be concerned about. Yeah. And so Shep, we're very close with our customer base. I mean, we have probably 30,000 businesses that we serve and we do it through a number of ways directly with sales folks through partners and then digitally, but we do hear a lot coming back from them. And Typically this time of year, what we're looking at is how do we take what is anecdotal and we think is kind of shaping the behaviors of, of our customers and driving their needs, and how do we really kind of refine it to things that matter? So, so we did commission a study, um, and we just talked about, hey, SMBs, you know, kind of out there in the e-commerce space, you're winning in a lot of ways. You're doing things, 
over the last two to three years in terms of like setting up great web shops, you know, you're selling to broader markets, you're, you're winning very, you're really winning. Okay. It's not just the big guys, not just the big companies that are winning, but what's on your mind going into this peak? Does peak matter? Does this holiday shipping or shopping season matter? And, you know, the numbers tell a lot what, what SMBs came back, they tell us a lot. So a couple of things we saw is, you know, almost two thirds or, you know, between a half and two thirds of SMBs, okay, are going to make up to 20% of their sales during the holiday season, right? So this matters. Um, we talked to consumers and said, hey, what do you think about the holiday season as it relates to SMBs? And consumers gave a really good story too. You know, two thirds of consumers came back and said, I'm going to spend at least $100 with an SMB during the holiday season. I want to do that, right? And, so, and how does that differ, differ from how much money they're going to spend with uh, some, somebody other than a small business, small, medium-sized business? You, like, you, are, are we going to spend $100 with these smaller businesses and spend $500 with uh, like an Amazon, Target, Walmart, or, or is there some kind of balance there? Yeah, what I can say is, you know, our questions and what we really talk to is just focused on that SMB. If, mm -hmm. I, you know, we really want to find out how much is being spent with an SMB, that way we can come back and make calculations to our customer base to say, hey, if you captured this amount of your consumer base, it could drive X more sales for you mm -hmm. during the holiday season. Um, I don't know that if we figured out how much they're going to spend with an Amazon or Target, it would be as valuable back to our SMBs. What we really want to tell them is, hey, Consumers want to spend with SMBs, and we've done other workshop with 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 consumers on that SMB topic. And it's not surprising they want to ship with they want to shop with SMBs because they like the they like actually just yep. the thought of shopping and supporting small businesses. But they also like the, the the products and the commodities and the kind of bespoke nature of shopping with with SMBs. So. To go back to, to your question on what really matters. So we know this holiday season is going to matter for, for SMBs. They plan on making a lot of their sales right now. Consumers want to buy what's on the SMBs mind, what's going to impact them. Not surprisingly, 80% of businesses came back that we surveyed and said, I'm worried about inflation. Okay. Whether it's on the input side, my costs are going up. And most of them I've seen that already as they've stocked through the holiday season, or it's on their customer and their price point side, right? What can they pass through? What are their customers willing to pay? So I think that story is out there and kind of known. A couple things stood out to us though, as, as really important in how we serve SMBs. So 68% of SMBs are really worried about delays in terms of how they can fulfill and satisfy their customers once they've shipped. Okay. Not surprisingly. Once, once they've that, shipped. Okay. Not once, even making the product available. That's right. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, not surprisingly, you know, more than half are worried about the cost around shipping. Right. But, but here's something that really came out and, and I'll, and I'll juxtapose this against another data point. More than a quarter of SMBs said that for the peak season, their holiday season, they're really worried about lost damages and theft of the shipments they've already, they've already shipped. And I'll just say this much. We all are hearing the labor story, labor shortages, hard to hire, hard to find the right people in the right places. 
that 26% significantly outweighed how SMBs feel about the risk or the, the pressure that they're going to have around labor shortages. So I think this is a real, you know, as we kind of rank what's important to SMBs in their ability to execute a fantastic customer experience in, in their peak season, you know, they're concerned about shipping delays and lost damage and, and, and stolen shipments. We haven't, that's not come out quite as clearly in some of our previous surveys. So we know it's a high impact item. Hmm. Interesting. So I, I want to go back to the 25% are worried about loss uh, or damage. Is this where, where the porch pirate comes into play? It is, it is. And, you know, we, again, in other surveys, you know, we see porch piracy. And, and again, I think the story has been told, but I think over 40% of SMBs are saying they see an increase in porch piracy. Um, and, you know, I don't think porch piracy is new, but it's becoming a hot topic for SMBs, I think, because the porch piracy that's happened out there before for consumers who are used to shopping um, and getting a, a kind of post-purchase experience from the big retailers out there. Um, porch piracy hasn't been as big of a deal for consumers, quite frankly, because over the last few years, as there's been some real dominant incumbents in this e-commerce space, when me, Kyle, I, I, get, I order something and it gets shipped to my house and I order it through one of the main, the big retailers and it gets stolen off my porch, there are, you know, kind of customer models that enable those big retailers to just reship to me right away. So although I'll report porch piracy as a consumer and the retailer, this large mega retailer will note it, that it occurred. Me as the consumer, oftentimes it's just a small blemish in an overall very satisfactory customer experience, because as soon as I've reported back to my, my retailer who I bought from, they will automatically ship a, a stolen good. Now so it becomes it really becomes a, a service opportunity. Uh, we know they know the brand's not responsible for the loss of the item, but they are responsible for making that customer happy. And I don't care if you're a large mega retailer, as you say, uh, or you're a small business, uh, tiny operation, mom and pop. You know, uh, you need to recognize that um, you've got to step up because the first time you misstep with the customer. And they don't have an easy experience at getting their items replaced, quickly shipped back out again. Uh, could be the last time that customer does business with you. That's right. And again, so this is, so I told the story of kind of that, what happens when the shipment came from a big retailer. And believe me, they've got CRM and CLV models all about when I call in, Kyle Harkness calls in, they know right away what my lifetime value is. They'll know whether to reship to me right away or not. That's not a reality for SMBs. They don't have that, right? So why, you know, why does lost damage and theft start showing up as a concern on a quarter of all SMBs? Because they know that the expectation of their customer is they're going to reship. And, you know, in that same survey that we did going into this holiday season show, this is a number I think that's really important that SMBs know. They're experiencing this every day. Consumers said, 44% of all the consumers that we, we surveyed said, the lack of a strong problem, problem resolution on a stolen or damaged good, 44% of consumers said when they experienced that, they'll never shop with an SMB again. That's okay? the point. Yep. And, 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 and why? Why? It's not because I just woke up and decided, hey, if you don't reship to me because something was stolen, I'm never going to buy you again. It's because I already have that expectation. The market expectation as a consumer for fantastic CX and post-purchase and e-commerce says I get a reship. 
And, and that shows up also on the demand side, right? 35% of consumers said, when we talked to them about how, how much money are you willing to spend during the holidays, 35% of these consumers said, it's a huge motivator for me to spend more with retailers who will guarantee the replacement of lost damaged items within, within the, the whole uh, purchase experience. So we're seeing like all these numbers on the consumer side and surveys and the SMB's concern side coming together around this entire post-purchase experience about what happens when something goes wrong after the shipment is shipped from that retailer. Yep. All right. Well, I, we're going to talk about that and I want to talk about and I want to reiterate the promise that you make to the customer. And I'm also going to ask you when we come back from our break about lifetime value. Maybe we don't know the lifetime value of Kyle, but we know the typical lifetime value of a customer. Important to know, we are talking with Kyle Harkness, the VP of Marketing for UPS Capital. We'll be right back. Hi, Shep Hyken, your customer service and experience expert, and I'm excited to tell you about my new book, I'll Be Back, How to Get Customers to Come Back Again and Again. Now, this book is packed with idea after idea on how to, just as the title implies, get your customers to come back. In the book, you'll learn that repeat customers aren't always loyal customers. Now, both are great, but there's a big difference. You'll also learn about 10 reasons a customer may stop doing business with you and three reasons you would stop doing business with them. And one of my favorite lessons is a six-step process for creating an I'll Be Back strategy. Of course, there's much, much more. You'll start getting more of your customers to say, I'll be back almost immediately. Just go to www.I'llBeBackBook.com. Again, that's www.I'llBeBackBook.com. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Kyle Harkness of UPS Capital. Um, let's start, first of all, uh, I think I get it. You've made it real loud and clear. And I don't care whether it's the holiday time or any time, you've got to make a promise and a commitment to a customer that you've got to stand behind whatever it is that they buy. Let's go back for a moment to a very large brand, Jeff Bezos, who said years ago, we don't need customer service. We need to be that good. And somebody said, we are hopefully that good. But once that item leaves our warehouse and is being carried by UPS or some other carrier, and if something happens to that item, who's the customer going to call? They're going to call us in the customer support world at Amazon, we need to be able to take care of that. So again, may not be our fault, but it's our opportunity. But as, uh, so where am I going with this? Uh, I believe that our service has to be great. We've got to make a commitment so that customer knows that they have nothing to worry about. Um, you've mentioned that. I want to actually uh, touch on the lifetime value of the customer. Uh, like I said, we may not know as a small business who Kyle is specifically, but we know our numbers. We know that X number, uh, our, our customer is going to spend X number of dollars over a certain period of time. If we've managed our numbers well, we should know that information. So when a customer comes to us with something that's so simple to figure out and replace and fix for them, realize what their ultimate value is long-term and it helps you make short-term decisions. Let's go with that for a while and riff yeah, on that. Yeah, I think, um, so I think <laughs> SMBs are, are, are really, winning in a lot of places because of 
you know, integratable solutions like you just talked about. Maybe there is, you know, they go out to Shopify and there's apps that can help them with CLV, right? Just they can plug it into their marketplace and their ship and their, where they're selling and how they're bringing in and they're closing their books and it helps them on, on CLV. Yep. Um, and by the so way, what, for those that don't know, just because we speak in acronyms quite a bit, you know, CLV, customer lifetime value. Yeah, is guilty. That what you're yeah, guilt, that's right. And guilty as somebody who works for a company with that's called as an acronym, UPS. <laughs> I am that is that's been a twenty-year problem for me. But so listen, so I think you're right in saying that you know there are solutions out there that even like the the the, the, the smallest micro SMB can integrate into their workflows and get a nice picture of like kind of that average customer. And you know, and I and I think there and there are definitely solutions that they can think about serving the customer on the inbound call. It doesn't, there's, there's a missing element in being able to solve that, that ship right away thing. And that's the working capital side. I think this is where insurance, this is another part that comes into play for insurance, which is okay. You know, I'm Shep, you know, you're a retailer and you, and Kyle, I've just bought from you and I've made that call to you. And you say, I've got a general idea of your value. Okay. I, I think, you know, I should probably reship to meet your expectation. Then it's a working capital question, right? Do you actually have the inventory to float a new shipment? Do you have resources set up? Is it just you, Shep? Or is it, do you have a few other people who are going to help you go in and file a claim with the carrier so that you're made whole on that lost or stolen shipment, right? And that's not easy. You know, SMBs tell us, you know, like it takes them over 70 minutes to just start a claim. So think about that. You've got 15 claims a week, maybe depending on your volume. That's like a part-time job, just submitting claims. And then it can take 17 days to get that claims resolution sorted by the carrier. And actually almost half of SMBs who've had a claim to tell us that it can take up to 45 days to get a claim to resolve. So you've got, so even though you know it and you got the CLV there, unless you've got working capital um, to kind of float that inventory and the reship and the ship additional shipping expense there, um, I, I think even the CRM solution is not going to help, is not going to help you sustainably over time solve that, 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 that customer expectation. So it's one thing to be able to say, I'll ship the product out right away if there's a problem. It's another thing to be able to afford to do that. And uh, having the right insurance in place allows you to uh, sleep easier at night, uh, knowing that that's not going to be an issue, knowing that's not going to hurt your cash flow. Yeah, that's right. And, and you know, I told you, I think I mentioned a little bit, we're really kind of quite pleased and happy and delighted we're seeing SMBs of all sizes, even small startups start with us. And something that really appeals to, you know, SMBs with a little less working capital and say they don't, they can't really afford to have money tied up in a policy that they've got to pay annually or quarterly. Um, a key kind of value driver for the insurance proposition right now for SMBs, particularly e-commerce, is being able to pay as you go, right? So it makes a lot of sense to an SMB to say, uh, say you're, you're, you have a beautiful bespoke shirt that you're shipping out and it's a hundred bucks, hundred dollars. Every time I ship that shirt out, I click a box within the workflow, within my checkout cart that I built on like a partner, like Shopify or something like that. And it costs me like a dollar. And I, and that shirt, that order is now insured. And I know when Shep or Kyle calls me and says the shipment, I never received it. It was stolen right away. 
I can satisfy that known CX issue, you know, retain that nice customer lifetime value of you or I ship, and I'm going to get reimbursed, you know, in a matter of days through an insurance solution that's going to give me the working capital when I need it. And by the way, I never had to pay for a policy. So, so that solves also that kind of affordability issue around um, this whole solving that customer experience in the post-purchase environment. Right. So this is the process that we need to be thinking about. And you just outlined it ever so well. Uh, two things we're going to do. Obviously, people listening to this, if you want to go back, look at our show notes. I'm going to make sure that what Kyle just mentioned, why this is important, why we do it, the fact that it's not about a policy, it's on each individual use, which is very beneficial. And it's somewhat inexpensive is what it sounds like as well. And who doesn't want that, especially in any type of business, but small and medium-sized businesses, we're constantly looking at the dollars. If we're going to compete with the large companies, and by the way, uh, I want to mention that, uh, and I know we only have a couple of minutes, so I want to hit on two things. Number one, I want to mention this topic, give you a chance to share your thoughts on it, and then I want to get to my one thing question. Customers are smarter than ever, and every one of our customers for any business that we have, whether we are in the B2B world or the consumer world, we are being compared to companies like Amazon or another, another business that's completely unrelated to our industry that we feel as consumers is the best experience we've ever had. So we know that the bar is raised. I believe small businesses, even small versus medium businesses, the smaller we are, the more likely we can create a better experience, primarily through personalization. What is your thought on that? Well, you, you, you kind of took it out of my mouth that I was going to go straight there on personalization. I think that that's the that's the one value, not the one, it's the number one value driver for that small small business. Um, look, and 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 I, I think our research tells us this: there's a feel good element of buying from SMBs that people go back to and will will actually put dollars, you know, they'll put the money where their mouth is when they talk about that feel good element. And I and I don't and that's not that's not anecdotal. I think we can we can say for you know with, with statistics and survey research to back us up that SMBs are winning because I think people feel good buying from them and they like the personalization. So so I I, I absolutely think that SMBs are winning there. Um, I don't think that's enough, Shep, to, to, to really compete and say I'm at the level or I'm, I'm going to surpass the biggest, the biggest players in my space or those areas I'm aspiring to be. Um, you know, as I'm looking forward here, like into the next year or so, and I know I got to watch this on time, but, but look, I, I've said it a few times, SMBs are winning and they're winning, I think, because the paradigm that said SMBs have to build from scratch. They've got to put all their blood, sweat, and tears into every solution they had and build it from scratch. I do think that paradigm has shifted towards SMBs are empowered to onboard very, very value-added partners frictionlessly into their business. And I think Shopify, the squares of the world, those are great examples of SMBs can now kind of scale up quickly and use that and those other companies via strong partnerships integrated into their value prop to level the playing field um, at a speed of which they just they just never could before. And I'm so excited to see that. You know, I, I spent 20 some odd years with UPS and I've worked with some of the biggest retailers in the world and certainly in the U.S., and I am so excited to see these points of 
points of differentiation that some of the biggest companies have had are now being matched by, <laughs> by companies who started out of their garage a few, a few months ago. So that's incredible. That's winning no matter how you look at it. Right. Well, uh, we've got the tools to do it. Yeah. You know what you, you mentioned square and, and you mentioned Shopify, but you've got, you know, the different payment sol solutions beyond square with Venmo and PayPal. And of course you've got insurance solutions like UPS capital. All right. One more question. You know what's coming. What's one last nugget of information that you want to share with our audience today? So as a, look, you're talking to a marketer. This is my job every day. We, I have to help build awareness that insurance in the supply chain for SMBs is not just about like avoiding these catastrophic kind of you know boats you know catching on fire, trucks crashing, and all that. Um, we we need to deliver and show the message that insurance is creating and leveling the playing field for SMBs who are trying to really match a best-in-class post-purchase experience for their customers. So that's the paradigm shift we got to have with insurance, you know, making it easier for SMBs to access and more affordable. We do, I've talked a lot, I've mentioned Shopify a few times, you know, we do have an app on Shopify. You can download and get this connectivity and this solution just in the click of a, of a button. And those are that that to me is the paradigm shift that I'm focused on every day. Insurance, not just about catastrophic risk mitigation, but really about empowering a better customer experience for SMBs. Right. Because here's the bottom line to wrap it all up. If you want to compete, uh, you need to make guarantees and promises to your customers. And in some cases, insurance is the right way to go about it, and it will create a better experience. Kyle, thank you so much for being with us. This is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. You've given us some amazing stats, facts, and quite a few great ideas for the small and medium-sized business. And you know what? If you're a big business out there, I bet there's a few things that you can learn from this conversation as well. So thank you so much. Appreciate it. I know we're coming into the holiday season, so let me just say it. Happy holidays. All right, everybody, that wraps it up. Another episode of Amazing Business Radio. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another interview. And until that time, this is Chef Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.